From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. What can science and an Upstate Medical University graduate tell us about the power of vaccines? Today, we'll hear from Dr. Paul Parkman, one of the physician scientists who isolated the rubella virus in the early 1960s and then went on to develop an antibody test and a vaccine. Dr. Parkman is a native of Weedsport, and he recently moved back to central New York. He's with us by telephone. Thank you, Dr. Parkman. Oh, you're welcome, Amber. Now, you started your career as a doctor at Walter Reed Army Medical Center after graduating from Upstate in 1957, and then you went uh, later to serve as director of the Food and Drug Administration's Center for Biologics Evaluation and Research in the late 1980s. Did you, always, did you always intend to go into infectious diseases? I was, uh, early on, I was, in, got, I was interested in infectious diseases. We had uh, my professor of pediatrics, um, he was um, instrumental in that. He, he kind of uh, guided me. He had meeting, uh, you know, meetings, and he was uh, very helpful in, in uh, getting me started. I wanted to ask you what you think about the current measles outbreak that's happening. Um, why have we lost control of this disease? Well, it's really hard to understand, isn't it, Amber? It's a, it is, it is, a, it's a shame, and it's 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 really terrible that that uh, people have worked so hard to develop uh, very safe and effective vaccines, and, uh, and they, it, it's, it's very difficult to understand why people don't use them, and uh, it's discouraging, but uh, people are, you know, people, and they have minds of their own, and often they make mistakes, and this measles outbreak is a big mistake. Well, as I prepared for this interview, I saw that you've said, with the exception of safe drinking water, vaccines have been the most successful medical intervention of the 20th century. But then, of yeah. course, they can't be effective if people aren't vaccinated. If people don't take them, yes. So, uh, it's, uh, as I say, it's, it's, uh, it's too bad. And uh, I think that people at the Center for Disease Control and people here are uh, in... Uh, Washington are interested in trying to quell this outbreak, but, uh, you know, it's very, measles is a very difficult, very highly infectious disease, more so than rubella, which was the thing that I worked on a lot. The disease was, uh, is so infectious that, you know, even a brief exposure uh, to the virus uh, is, is very common that it, that it transmits. And you get a chain of transmission started that's hard, difficult to stop. The vac vaccine is uh, not a scary product. It's a, it's a very, very safe product. It is, has uh, wonderful possibilities of, of making people safe from uh, measles. And, and uh, so it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard to understand why people don't embrace uh, a vaccination program. Now, you, your work was on rubella, which is also known as German measles, and, but that's different from measles that, that we're yes, seeing today. 
back in the 1800s, people were uh, just beginning to understand. And they were so they sorted out diseases that were associated with a rash. And they found uh, there was one that was a regular measles or rubiola. That's the one we're talking about uh, that has caused the uh, epidemic in the United States. And the other type of measles, they really said, well, it wasn't really very much of very much uh, importance. It's um, kind of a minor rash disease doesn't cause any particular problem. And that was the case up until the Dr. Uh, Sir McAllister Gregg, who was, uh, uh, he was, he was a high doctor, and he uh, had some babies in his practice that had uh, congenital cataracts. Hmm. Well, that was a very rare that's a rare, very rare occurrence, but he had several in his practice, and all at once. And he said, "Well, you know," he thought, thought to himself, "Well, what's what's going on?" And he 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 talked to the mothers, and some of the mothers said, "Well, well, we had the only thing we can think of is we had German measles uh, during our pregnancy," and so uh, he d- developed the idea that German measles caused first defects, and uh, the most wise graybeards at the time said, oh, well, you know, that can't be. There is no no reason for people to think there is uh, the illness is transmitted by viruses in the baby. So, uh, but the only thing was is he was right, and he was knighted for that. Wow. Uh, and became Sir McAllister Gregg. Uh, let me remind listeners, this is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with Dr. Paul Parkman. Um, he's an Upstate graduate who helped isolate the rubella or German measles virus in the early 1960s. Uh, now, today, children are recommended to receive, as infants and toddlers, an MMR vaccine, which immunizes against measles, mumps, and rubella. It's a combined shot. So if the vaccine against measles is bundled with mumps and rubella and there's a measles epidemic because of a lack of vaccinations, does that mean we're facing potential epidemics of mumps and rubella again? Well, it could be. The reason, as I said, or we said, is uh, measles is highly infectious. Uh, mumps and rubella are less so, but it's important to to uh, continue vaccinated. Be vaccinating. If, uh, if you don't give children the vaccines, uh, they aren't protected against the disease, these diseases. Well, let me ask you what it was like living through the rubella epidemic back in the 1960s before it was even known to be rubella. Yeah, that was uh, in the early 1960s. That was uh, when I isolated the virus of German measles. Uh, and uh, we de- uh, we developed a laboratory test uh, that showed you, you could use, that showed you could detect the, the uh, rubella virus. And uh, we developed a, a very good test, a very simple test. Uh, it was in the early 60s 
there was an, uh, an enormous rubella outbreak. Uh, these outbreaks with German measles occurred about every maybe nine years, something like that, and uh, over the time. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, it was a bad thing to have that. Uh, that outbreak has caused many uh, birth defects in babies. How did the population react? Were there quarantines? I mean, were people panicking about this? Uh, no, as I uh, they they uh, there were some some uh, some a lot of concerns. The concerns, particularly when you are in pregnant in women who are uh, of uh, childbearing age. Because that was the that was the population that struck the that created the epidemic that caused fur. Well, once once you uh, had a vaccine available for rubella, was it hard to get people to accept that they should take uh, the vaccine? No, it really wasn't at that time. At this time, because. People had had the experience of this rubella epidemic, you know, a few years before, and it was very fresh in people's minds. It also was also very fresh. It was also a concern in uh, in uh, for the women who were expecting to be have babies or had babies, because they were fearful of the of the fact that their their children, their child, might be affected. Uh, so. It was uh, it, German measles vaccine was very readily accepted. Uh, there was no problem in uh, nineteen whenever it was sixty uh, in the in the sixties, the late sixties. Um, people recognized. I think people, most people, many people recognized the importance of it. Uh, there were. Uh, Programs, a lot of programs that were to uh, to for vaccinating the population. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and was it uh, like? I mean, we have flu clinics these days that you know are available for people. It, it just yes. makes it easier to access. Yes, yes, yes. And, and uh, so the, the, that the fact that the epidemic has occurred, the fact that. Women that were, were concerned about their pregnancies and their uh, what might happen to their babies, whether they they might get uh, uh, German measles and uh, defects. All made it easy, I think, relatively easy <laughs> to convince people to go get vaccinated. So maybe it uh, just that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago, and people. Maybe people alive today don't weren't alive then and don't remember. I think it, uh, I, that's true, I, and people are not you know, fearful of all of these. Uh, you know, when I grew up, I had uh, measles, mumps, rubella. Children in my neighborhood had polio. Uh, people were very aware of the problems these diseases caused. And somehow that gets washed out with the years so that people say, well, you know, I don't need to have 
get vaccinated because there's very little of it around. So why should I have to worry about it? That's not right. That's, That's incorrect thinking. Well, I'm really grateful that you uh, are telling us about this. Thank you for for uh, being on HealthLink on air. My guest has been Upstate graduate Dr. Paul Parkman. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on air. <laughs>